I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from PRX. Today, I've got a meeting of classical and ambient improviser and manipulator. That would be Jill Haley, who plays oboe, English horn, and piano, and electronic artist Deborah Martin. Both have been around a long time. Deborah has several ambient albums out on the Spotted Peccary label, and she also runs that great ambient label. Jill Haley plays in the Acoustic Fusion Group, one alternative and numerous productions by Will Ackerman and Tom Eaton. For Jill, this collaboration was a step into the unknown. Coming from one alternative, which is about as rigid as you can get as far as melodic you know, stuff written out. So my own music is somewhere in between, I think, because I do improvise, but it's not quite as loose as Deborah's stuff. Jill Haley, I've got her and Deborah Martin coming up on Echoes. Do you have the Echoes app yet? Well, it's been a really long time and you should have it. It's free and it's not only the best way to hear the Echoes podcast, but it's the best way to hear Echoes online. That's our streaming subscription service where Echoes programs are available 24-7 on demand. That way you can enter the chilled Echoes mood whenever you want, wherever you are. There's also exclusive online-only streams and Echoes shows without the talking, just the music. Just get the free Echoes app on your cell phone and you can take Echoes with you pretty much anywhere you can get a signal. Go to echoes.org to find out more about Echoes online and download the app at your usual app stores. Echoes is everywhere. And now let's dive into our interview with Deborah Martin and Jill Haley. Classical and ambient have been coming together a lot in the last decade with Olafur Arnold's, Nils Fromm, Max Richter, and Digitonal. But I don't think I've seen a more unlikely collaboration than that of Jill Haley and Deborah Martin. Jill is classically trained, playing oboe, piano, and English horn. She performs in the acoustic fusion group One Alternative and writes her own neoclassical works. Deborah is one of the prime movers of the ambient Spotted Peccary label and a composer of spacious ambient electronics. But they've come together for a pair of albums, The Silence of Grace in 2021 and in 2023, Into the Quiet. Speaking to the two musicians separately, I talked to Jill first in my music library and later talked to Deborah on the Riverside app. Deborah Martin and Jill Haley didn't know anything about each other. Jill Haley. I knew that Spotted Peccary was really spacey kind of stuff. 
I did not know her. I hadn't really spent a lot of time in that world because it's uh, about as foreign to me as uh, sports. You know, I just just was different. Deborah didn't know her either until the 2017 Zone Music Awards in New Orleans. Jill was performing, and uh, I watched her play. She was doing oboe or English horn up on the stage, and I was just, I loved it because I love oboe and English horn. They're very primal instruments for me when I hear them. And we discovered that we both had very similar backgrounds in terms of our experiences. I'm a music therapist. She was a music therapist, still is certified for that. I found out she was a choir director and still does that. And she's classically trained. The only classical training I've ever had was I studied opera in San Francisco. And I did my opera debut at the Kennedy Center there. But that was a long time ago. So we were just finding out we had very similar interests, both of us kind of like nature mystics, loving the outdoors and so on. Jill Haley really loves the outdoors. She spent the last decade doing residencies in national parks across the country and creating albums from each one. Deborah, on the other hand, makes her music from inside the walls of her studio outside Portland, Oregon. A couple years later, they actually did get together as Jill traveled to Deborah's home. She came out and stayed with me for a couple of weeks, and that was when we did the Silence of Grace album. We took turns. We'd go out one day to hike. We went up to Mount Adams. We went to various places in the area and spent a day in nature, just visualizing, just enjoying the nature. And then we'd get back to the house and Jill would say to me, you know, Deb, I'm very inspired by what we did today. Can I just go sit in the studio quietly and jot down and put down some ideas? Because if she wanted me to write music, I needed to not have any talking while I was trying to do that. So she allowed me to just hang out in her studio, make up six or seven tracks. The piano parts that Jill played didn't quite make it to the album in their original form. I recorded separate tracks of just her left hand and her right hand. Then I said, well, Jill, I want to show you something. You have a lot of notes in there that you're playing because you're playing like a piano player would play or a concert pianist. Portal, lush portal things with lots of notes. I said, watch this. And I took her left hand and I found a sound that I felt would resonate with the track we were working on. And I assigned that sound to what she had just played. And then I found a different sound for her right-hand part, and I said, now let's listen to this and tell me what you think. And she just sat there and her eyes got big. She went, oh my God, Deborah, that's me? And I said, well, yeah, but I put different sound in it. So I wrote, wrote made up a bunch of stuff on the piano, but it still was chords, 
but then she fed it through all this stuff and did her thing that she does. Then I played over it. While the music of The Silence of Grace was inspired by nature, Into the Quiet had more introspective designs. It was inspired by the one song that Jill titled. The song Violet Night. That's what inspired this whole album of Into the Quiet. And that was the one song titled that Jill sent me. Well, I came up with Violet Night because to me, quiet, I associate that with, you know, in the evening when it's just nighttime and there's no people around, and it's just very quiet. And, you know, sometimes that, that sky gets kind of the violet color. And so she created a, something for that that I just absolutely loved. And then so from there I went, wow, I had to go really inside to take that and think about what that means. And instead of making it an album about nature again and plants, I thought, no, maybe what if we go deeper with this? Deborah is definitely the more poetic of the two musicians. Some of the titles that Deborah came up with, like uh, something about sleeping giants, yeah. When I say things, she goes, oh yeah, that's absolutely right. But I have a very vivid imagination. For example, the sleeping giants piece. How do you make a mountain come to life? A sleeping giant is a mountain, right? If it explodes and erupts, then it's no longer a sleeping giant. It's designed to replicate the inner workings of our planet going down deep and so I found some sounds that I thought would be appropriate for that and I did just two or three tracks of those layers and then I played that for Jill and said what can you record with this I'd love to have some oboe on this she'd play the oboe first and then she'd go oh I hear something I want to play along with that with the English horn and so I would have a couple of tracks of both of those instruments against what I had already played live. Deborah Marin goes really deep on the song Falling Away from the Earth. In her mind, she's creating an experience, taking the listener into a world where they will have the feeling she's expressing in the title. In that regard, it's something of a tone poem. As an example on the end to the quiet, falling away from the earth. When you hear that, what would you think of? 
I think of somebody that's daydreaming, laying on the ground, looking up at the sky, and just totally letting go, let their spirit, let their thoughts, everything be free, and you get that floating sensation. And so all of the sounds of that were designed, I think, to create the sensation of you floating away from the earth upwards. And I think that the parts that Jill did were beautiful against that because uh, it created a, I don't know, just a traveler's experience. For Jill, it was just pure improvisation. I improvised, John. I gave her a bunch of stuff and she took it and did what she did with it. So my feelings were just play, be free, and let her take over. that Deborah Martin and Jill Haley make together is much trippier than anything Jill has been involved with. Her neoclassical National Park works are composed, and her playing with the Acoustic Fusion Group One Alternative is very precise and virtuosic. from one alternative which is about as rigid as you can get as far as melodic you know stuff right now and, to and like your, and your own music <laughs> yes and my own music is somewhere in between I think because uh-huh. I do improvise but it's not quite as loose as Deborah's stuff even on her favorite track Hall of Whispers Jill thinks of it more in terms of structural design and harmonic content I think that one seems more clearly defined in other words I can actually hear something you know like chord, a chordal progression uh, some kind of melody I made up. So that one I hear it on. But some of the other stuff to me, and perhaps it's just the process I went through, I, <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. I suspect Jill is understating her grasp of the situation because she creates beautiful horn lines that merge and fold into each other in layers that Deborah created. Whispers is a musical puzzle for Haley. For Deborah Martin, it takes her into the mystic, which is pretty much where most of her music resides. I was in a conversation a couple days ago with someone who had just traveled to Europe and England, and they went to one of the old castles, and instantly they could hear that song in their head because they said, yeah, that's exactly what it's like. The Hall of Whispers, 
ancient beings that where their energy just permeates the place, you know, Heater Castle or any of those old castles from that time period in the 1500s and so on. You feel the essence of long ago, but yet you're in the modern world with it. Deborah Martin is into the mystic. Jill Haley is producing an album from her latest National Park residency in Wrangell St. Elias National Park. That's where she lived with no running water, an outhouse, and barely electricity. Into the Quiet is the latest album by Deborah Martin and Jill Haley on the Spotted Peccary label. I will have a link to Deborah Martin and Jill Haley's album, Into the Quiet, in the posting for this podcast. That posting will also include a playlist of their feature. It's all at echoes.org. We're going to be taking a short break on the podcast, but I'll be having some great ones up for you when we return. We'll be hearing from Tangerine Dream, Secret Sky, Liss Addison, and many more. And remember, you can make a donation to Echoes and the Echoes podcast at echoes.org. Just hit the support tab at echoes, E-C-H-O-E-S dot org, O-R-G, and hit that tab. I'm John DiLiberto. This has been the Echoes podcast from PRX. See you next week, tonight on the radio somewhere in the country, or at Echoes Online right now, or whenever you want. <laughs>